All right, creature mashup time. Critters versus Grimulons. Grimulons. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really a mashup? Wouldn't it be... um... Okay, dream versus film. Critters versus Gremlins. Who's going to win? Critters. Ooh. Uh, Gremlins. Okay. I want to hear both your reasons. Critters are fucking violent little bastards, and Gremlins, I feel like... Well, one, they're always critters, so you don't have that little, what is it called, Maui or whatever? Mogwai. Mogwai. That little phase where they could just be eaten. Um, And then they seem more just to desire to cause chaos and have fun versus critters, which are here to fuck shit up. They're just here to eat you, eat your dogs, your pigs, your horses, and so on. Hamburgers. Yeah, anything they could really get their hands on. Or mouths on. Gremlins are smart, though. They're smart. The critters flew a spaceship. And oh, not did. in this movie, though. <laughs> oh, but I say, did they fly a spaceship? I don't know if they're flying a spaceship. Yes, they did. And they speak. They yeah, just didn't true. speak a whole lot in this film. Um, but they do have a language. We have a smart gremlin. We have an electricity gremlin. That's All a good right. point. Are we We've Gremlins got, 2 or Gremlins 1? Because oh, Gremlins 2, they Gremlins have. Gremlins as a, as a societal creature, like all of them. <laughs> You can't you can't just pick the smart people and then be like that's who we represent. No, it's got. But then we got to have critters that can fly spaceships and shoot weapons. Do they shoot weapons in the first one? Well, they shoot the spaceship's weapon and then they laugh when they blow up someone's house. They're really fucking evil in the first one. But well, I think it's gonna be a pretty good pretty good fight. They yeah. are fucking assholes in the first film. Well, a lot. Well, I mean, they're assholes in the Spike second. Spike is film an too. asshole in the first Gremlins. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you why the Gremlins are gonna lose. It's because of their weakness to water. They have one major flaw that if the if the critters find out. Those gremlins yeah. are donezo. I agree that they're nasty. Wait, I, do they, does water kill gremlins? Yeah, man. That's how makes, they kill Spike in more. the first one. I thought that's how it makes more. You get them wet and then they make more. I guess. Yeah, no, they, they electrocute well, Spike in the water. Because he goes in the water to make more of them. And then See, water melts. is not his weakness. Water is their okay, multiplier. Well, water plus light. Okay, light is their weakness, Bright light. right? Bright light. That's fine. Yeah, we, okay. we hide the shadows, so, baby. That's still a major weakness, though. I do, and crit- I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with critters. I think they would eat the gremlins and move on, and just eat the gremlins' town. Eat the gremlins <laughs> and blow them up. Uh, I don't know. What about munchies? Munchies. You guys remember munchies? No. No. It's another creature from the '80s. No. He had a spiky hair. Anyway, um, I don't know. I, it sounds like we're split. The verdict is out. <laughs> One, one, and one. I guess we're going to have to have write-ins. Sure, write in. Let us know why John's <laughs> wrong and uh, why Mark won't commit to a uh, gremlin or a critter. Yeah, how can we have a tie with three? My final answer is critters. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, then critters win. Yeah. Critters win! Critters win the pennant! Critters win the pennant! Democracy in action. <laughs> Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing, Mark? I'm all right. John? I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm about to say, John, I, give me a minute, man. I'll get to you. God. So uh, you want to tell them what's exciting about this episode, Mark? This particular episode marks our one-year anniversary of making this podcast for all you people out there. Ooh, la, la. How la, la. exciting. Yeah. Can you believe we lasted this long? I can't. No. <laughs> We're stubborn. We like to waste time. It's the perfect storm for us doing this for an extended period. That's true, but we've started a lot of things that ended in failure. And um, Don't talk about those. Only you, successes. Okay. Your, waff, your waffle shirt. Yeah. Man. The bicycle that rides itself. All the things it should have been. But this one lasted. So I thought it might be fun to kind of talk about uh, what our favorite three films that we did on this podcast uh, that we'd never seen before. What were your favorite three? Ooh. So like something we haven't seen before that we were introduced because of the podcast. Exactly. John, lead us off, man. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to start with an honorable mention because I'm a cheater. And I'm going to say Slaughter High because yeah. that was fucking great. Because Marty Ransom was a dork. Yeah. Mm. And I'd never seen that movie before. And uh, boy, it was something else. Um, and then in no particular order, I loved The Last Exorcism. Um, the girl with all the gifts. I actually still think about that movie sometimes, just randomly. The last exorcism was the found footage one, right? Yeah, it was about like uh, 
It was the priest who was faking it. Yeah. Exactly. And then stumbles into a real one. Okay. You okay, got yeah. it. Anyway, so that was super solid. Um, the Girl with All the Gifts zombie movie, but great take on it. And then Hereditary because that movie was just super awesome, despite what some of our co-podcasters may think. Mark. Who? Me? I'm looking at you, Mark. I liked Hereditary. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Woo, I'm in off fact, the hook. <laughs> in fact, Hereditary is on my list. Oh, God. Hereditary is on my top three. What a waste of spot. No way. <laughs> That's the one of the only films I've rewatched a second time and liked it more. Hmm. Like That doesn't happen very often, there so I'll lead with that. Um, the next one, also on my list, is Girl with All the Gifts, man. It's impressive for a zombie movie to wow me. Yeah. Especially after three hundred thousand of those type of type of films, you right? Because we all, I think, came in just so burnt out on zombie movies, and then we were all just blown away by it. So it was great. Yeah, all the acting was in it. It had uh, all the acting was in it. <laughs> the movie <laughs> had acting. I was very happy to see that. I meant to say all the acting in it was good. Um, I was trying to remember what's her name, uh, Glenn Close, wasn't it? Glenn Close was in this one. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, as the as the doctor, so it had some Oscar pizzazz. There you go. Um, what could you ask for? <laughs> acting <Anything> more? and Oscars. <laughs> this movie has acting. <laughs> Put acting? it on the box. Um, and I'm gonna say that probably the one that I liked the most, surprisingly enough, was another zombie film we did, Day of the Dead. I'd never seen it, oh, and right. I think that movie's fantastic. It's got the perfect amount of '80s cheese mixed in with Wonderful, wonderful gore by, it was Tom Savini, correct? That's Savini. Yeah, and uh, man, it's so much fun. And the soundtrack is just so off-putting at times. So uh, (laughs) very good job on that one. I'll give an honorable mention to Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. That one was fun. Shout out to Tom Lennon and the crew. Yeah, especially after running through almost all of those and just watching that train wreck. (laughs) Uh, But thank you for bringing it back. And Garrett, what are yours? All right, so... I almost had Girl with All the Gifts on my list. Man, that would have been a threefer. That would have been a clean sweep. But the more I thought about it, I really enjoyed that film, but there was other films that just I had to get on my list. So I'm going to give you my honorable mention first. Okay. My honorable mention was Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. Okay. All right, I just couldn't not put it on there because I had so much fun in that film. There was I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the sequel. I really hope that happens. Two Can honorable I, mentions is good. Yes. Yeah. Can I guess what your number one movie is going to be? Because I think I know. Okay, yeah, actually, give it a guess. <laughs> all right, I'm so ready. It is going to be Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun in Space. <laughs> After all this time, you've come to really appreciate the artis- like just how artisanal it is, and it had acting. Listeners, you're not we- going to notice this, but uh, money just exchanged hands from John to Garrett. <laughs> Garrett, what's your answer? Ladies and gentlemen, we had one year of solid podcasts, but now it's over because we're about to lose <laughs> one of our co-podcasters. <laughs> No, it definitely was not Leprechaun. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Yes. Uh, so my three movies are Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, right. That one's so, so good. good. I had never seen it, and you guys were like, I've seen it on Netflix so many times in like just the, the image. Browsing. And you guys were like, watch it. And I was like, okay, I've watched that movie, like I want to say at least five times now. Wow. <laughs> so good. I put it on when I just want something on in the background. It's just that good. Yeah, the movie's um, dope. Followed by Halloween 2, or Halloween, the remake, the 2018 one. Mm, okay. Um Love the shit out of that movie. Halloween 2018. Two? Okay. Halloween 2018. Okay. We haven't actually done Halloween. Halloween two. 2. I was like, wait, we how we didn't. Yeah, okay. sorry. I keep thinking of sequel. So yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. Say sure. Too. Um. So Halloween 2018, and then my number one movie, The Howling Two. <laughs> the Howling Two is my number one movie because that movie was insanity. It is insane. Tremendous choice. Yes. The, it's. I mean, and Slaughter High almost made it to the list, but I had seen it before. Uh, so yeah, and I had seen Tucker Dale prior, but I might have put that on there too. Yeah, yeah. So. that's a good list. You got a good list. Howling too. God, what a great movie! Well, fellas, are we going to do this another year? I think Let's so. Try to anyway. Let's I think we should we drive this plane to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep going until we run out of gas. Until we've only got one listener left, and it's my brother. That's when we quit. Well, we're not cool even stuff. listening to our own <laughs> podcast. We <laughs> we've got cool stuff coming up, and we're going to go to Frightmare again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you and I are going for the full weekend, mm-hmm. and we're going to just really kind of cover all of it. Get you know, cover as much as we can. Some good guests announced. Uh, well, they just announced Meatloaf. Yeah, strange, but all right. You know what? We're going to do, it sounds like a Rocky Horror perspective or retrospective or whatever they call them. Maybe that's what they're going for. Retropactive. Okay, (laughs) sure. Um, Also, I was going to ask, since you brought it up, John. Yeah. Have we all seen the Leprechaun trailer at this table? I've not seen it yet. I know. For the new one? For sci-fi? Yeah, the new one. No, I haven't seen the trailer. It looks like garbage. Oh, does it? I mean, that's my opinion. 
But okay. I'm, I'd be interested to see what you guys think of it. Maybe you can tweet it out later or something if you see uh, it. Maybe. Maybe um, in a future episode we could revisit this. We're also going to have the, the second It film in the year two. That'll be tremendous, I hope. So we'll get to see that. Yeah. We've got some... Um, You'll, it might be out by now, but um, if not, we've had some people submit um, some films that they've done for us to kind of watch, and we've taken a look and we've shared our thoughts on that, or we will share our thoughts on it, whether or not it's coming <laughs> out yet. But um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff we got. We will continue to try to improve this product for you, the listener. At the very least, we'll keep it the same. <laughs> <laughs> At minimum, we'll, we'll finally get those um, Adam Scott shirts out, and um, you guys can buy some of those. Or maybe if we're lucky, Sexy Garrett and you know, horror outfits, calendar. Oh, boy. Think about it, fellas. <laughs> hey, Everybody wants that, I th- I'm pretty sure. It's like it's like if George Costanza and Shrek had a baby and they made a calendar. <laughs> Doesn't that sound delicious? <laughs> Here's a straw, people. <laughs> Drink it in. <laughs> but in all actuality, thank you all for listening to us in this year, sticking with us. Uh, sorry that if we haven't released things as quick as we'd like to, we will get a merch store up. We will get a lot of things done. Um, but we have to balance this thing with our real lives and we're doing our best stick with us that's cute mark thinks he has a real life stupid <laughs> real life <laughs> all right let's get into it today we're talking about critters 2 from 1988 now this is one of the creature horror films that kind of cropped up in the 80s due to the success of gremlins um they were very cheap and easy to make and we saw a yeah. whole glut of there those were a pop lot. Up. i was gonna ask you if this was because of gremlins there was Most some stuff that, like in this movie that i was like this is so gremlins like well, the the writer claims not he claims he wrote the script before gremlins and he had a nightmare well before but no one would give him a shot until gremlins came out and then the market was open for critters Personally, I'm calling bullshit. It's this movie's Gremlins. Well, Tommy Wiseau also says the room was supposed to be a comedy, and we all know <laughs> that's not true. So who knows? History is written by the victors, you know. This year, AMC put out a horror special with Eli Roth called "The History of Horror," and one of the episodes was based on creature uh, horror films. And they interviewed the director of this film, Mick Garris. Mm-hmm. Um, he did say that uh, Critters was a Gremlins ripoff. So if you're saying the writer is. Def- Disputing oh. that, I wonder who's correct. But basically, I'm going with the director. <laughs> yeah, but basically, it was uh, it was Gremlins that kicked this all off. Um, Ghoulies was another one that used little creatures, like I mentioned earlier, that you guys apparently don't know about. There was uh, Munchies, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Munchies but, sounds like some sort of popcorn brand. <laughs> Would <laughs> yeah. Puppet Master be considered like creatures? I'm going to say probably. I mean, they're puppets, yeah. right? What so, about Tremors? Would we loop that in there. I feel like that's more of a monster movie as opposed to like a creature okay. movie. Okay. I mean, there's a very fine yeah. line there. There's a lot of gray area. Are you monsters know not creatures? There's specifically like, you know, werewolf, you know, things like that kind of creatures as opposed to... Mm. Munchies is a snack. I just looked it up. I knew I saw that at the gas station. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think of this genre exactly? John, you've mentioned in the past that you're not a big fan of the monster movies, right? No, nah, these aren't my favorite. I liked, um, I liked Critters. We'll talk about Critters too. But um, they're not my favorite types of movies. Um, they also tend to be kid movies, like very much like your... Entry level to the genre, yeah. perhaps, right? So I think a lot of it depends on when you saw the movie. I feel like if I saw some of these movies, you know, in like, say, 8 to 12 range, I would like them a lot more than going back and seeing them at, you know, my early 30s. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me. Uh, this one was kind of up on the nostalgia, yeah. being held up by nostalgia. We ro- we watched it for this episode, and I got to say, it's dropped considerably. <laughs> oh, it didn't hold um, up? No, I'm shocked didn't to hear hold that part. <laughs> yeah, John, I agree with you. This film feels like it is directed more towards uh, maybe a younger audience. Yeah. Uh, at times, this even feels a little cartoonish. Uh, anytime the creature or the monster looks at the camera and goes, uh-oh, it's like, oh, oh no, there was straight man. up Looney Tunes sound effects. There was like cartoon sound effects in this movie. Yeah. And, and that, it popped okay. up out of nowhere. Like halfway through the movie, it was like, oh, by the way, we're going to use these now. And it was like, why? You haven't done it yet. <laughs> it yeah. immediately takes me out of the action when that kind of shit mm-hmm. When the critters seem self-aware that they're doing goofy shit, it's like, ugh. Oh, the first time it talked in subtitles, I was like, and we're done. I was like, there's no way this movie's going to redeem itself for me. Which would have made it been pretty weird for you seeing as you didn't watch part one. Yeah. I, I had not seen part one. So I do want to apologize to anybody who did not watch part one. We've done the number two thing several <laughs> Several times I thought it'd be okay, but I didn't realize how heavily the plot was dependent <laughs> on movie number one. So, Garrett, if you have any questions before we get started about Critters One, I'm happy to tell you about it. Well, due to the depth and extreme complicated plot of this film, 
I'm just kidding. It was fucking basic. I had no problem okay. following what went down. That's yeah. fair. I didn't know if you'd realize Charlie was a human or, you know, he was on Earth. Okay, so that actually... Okay, so let's start this movie out. Like, okay. go ahead and tell us about the film real quick, because I want to jump yeah. into the plot. Movie came out in 1988, directed by Mick Garris. Uh, he also did Sleepwalkers and John's favorite, The Stand TV miniseries. Bro, I oh. love The Stand. Yeah, you do have a heart on for The Stand. It's my favorite Stephen King property, except for maybe the last hundred pages of the book. <laughs> He also wrote the screenplay for Batteries Not Included. Really? Yeah. The Fly 2 and Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is like a slept on cult classic. I think people are waking up to that. I feel like I see a lot of Hocus Pocus love these days. Yeah, I think like in the last five years, it's really been blowing up, which I still don't think I've actually ever seen the movie. I hate to say it, but I think they're working on a remake of it. Or a Hocus Pocus 2, one of the two. Anyway. Hocus Pocus, sir. (laughs) Who's the hocusest pocusist? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this movie stars Terrence Mann as Ugg, Don Keith Opper as Charlie, Cynthia Garris as Zanti. I guess maybe that's the director's wife or something. I don't know. Lynn Shay, our favorite, as Sal. Okay, Lynn Shay was uh, the old one from Insidious, right? Right. She was, okay, she's been I, in all the movies ever. I thought that was her. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. All the movies ever. <laughs> Did you also know that she was the brother of Shay, who was running New Line Cinema? No, but that explains why she's in all the movies ever. I was watching an interview with her and just realized that it was on that Never Sleeps Again documentary, uh. and she was getting interviewed, and she said her her brother was running New Line. I was like, holy shit, no wonder she's in all these films. That explains it. You want to uh, get your movie made? Put my sister in it. Yeah, yeah she's great. I love she her. Does Anytime it, yeah. she pops up. I agree. Uh, Scott Grimes is Brad, Tom Hodges is Wesley, Douglas Rowe as Quigley, and Leon Curtis is Megan, and Barry Corbin as Sheriff Harve. Okay. Now, who was my favorite character? <laughs> Which is, he was recast. He was actually played by M. Emmett Walsh from in the first one, and then they have a new guy in here. Which, yeah. he's really good in this film, too, but man, I like Walsh. Yeah, he was recast and also repersonalityed. Yeah, he's a completely different character in this. Uh, but before we get there, this is what the back of the VHS box has to say. My favorite part of the podcast. It really is. <laughs> Crites, the carnivorous critters from outer space are back for seconds in the sci-fi horror film Critters 2, The Main Course. It's been two years since the fiendish critters first terrorized the town of Grover's Bend and sent the Brown family packing. But the boy who called Critter, Brad Brown, is back. And just in time, Crite eggs have been hatching lethal litters and the bloodthirsty hairballs are eager to partake in their favorite pastime, eating. In no time, Critters' eggs are popping open everywhere. A field full of livestock becomes a gigantic feeding ground, and local residents are disappearing by the mouthful. Fortunately, three bounty hunters from space, Ugly and Charlie, are flying back to eradicate the problem. But can they wipe out the critters before the Grover's Bend is erased from the map? With outstanding special effects, Critters 2, the main course, is bigger and better, and sure to satisfy everyone's appetite for action, thrills, and horror. Well, those are words someone put on the back of a box. Yes, many words. Yeah. I didn't catch it, but when you said them all the name, Ugly and Charlie, Ugly. Oh, oh I didn't get that till right now. I don't know if that's a thing, but it seems about right. Yeah. I think their summary of the plot was correct. I think the fact where they're like better special effects is wrong. Now... Come on. No, I they think, were actually pretty decent. I think they were pretty good for the time. Uh, yeah, right, the but I think Critters 1 had better special effects. I do. You think so? Yeah, those explosions uh, at the end. And okay, the explosion was incredible. Yeah, it was so good. But I think the creature work in Film Tomb is way better. Well, you see a lot more of the creatures. I'll give yeah. you that. Uh, Critters 1 at times felt like they were shaking a puppet at the screen. <laughs> this one felt a little more well edited, you know, so you didn't feel like it was fake as much. All right. Uh, we do need to mention that the Kyoto brothers from Killer Clowns did the critters. The critters themselves are did they? fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Their design is great. I think like they're pretty solid yeah. little creatures um, um, in both movies. I think they're great, but... and probably the main draw of the film we're seeing it is for the creature effects. Agreed. So that being said, you said John that you watched one before you watched this. Yes, I wish I didn't. You like it better. One is so good that it made it 
almost hard to watch too. At a certain point, I paused it and just was like, God, what is happening right now? How is this the <laughs> same franchise? Um, Critters but, 1 is very much uh, a standard tried and true aliens from space movie. Yeah. Uh, it opens up with the Kreitz in prison, Garrett, on an asteroid. Yeah. Okay. And they escape and steal a ship and fly and crash it into Earth. And then like they a, start to repopulate. classic cornfield, yeah. Kansas, whole shit. It's really... And oh, it's, you mean Grover's Bend? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it takes place like on a farm as opposed to the whole fucking city. Like, it's just way better. You mean the Brown Farm, which was heavily referenced in this film? The Browns? Never heard of them. Yeah. You mean like the bus driver? Yeah. <laughs> I loved his scene. He's like... You know what the Bend's famous for, don't you? What's that? Hadn't your granny ever told you about those space porcupine things? No. No, no, she never did. Bunch of folks here about think they came from one of those unidentified flying UFOs or some such. Some say those little boogers attacked one of the farms outside of town. Maybe a friend of your granny's, huh? The Browns? No. No, no, no. She she doesn't she doesn't know any Browns. Man, this town. You oh, ever you heard mean, of the you Browns? Mean, you mean mystical black exposition <laughs> bus driver? I was yes. like, okay, this guy's here to let us know everything we need to know. Yep. Well, it's good he was in here. Otherwise, you wouldn't have known. He That's was the true. bagger Vance of like the Metro. Mm, I like that. That's a good title. <laughs> Maybe someday that'll be me. So, um, I, yeah, I really did love Critters 1. Critters 2 is all right, but so they were we'll in get there. prison. Yeah. yeah, and they spoke in the same language that you mentioned you didn't like. Is there a lot more subtitle? Yes. Yeah, okay. considerably more. Because it was it only happened like maybe three times in Critters Two. Because the moment Critters it happened, one. I was like, "Oh no, this is not going to be good." The other thing that was retcon from Critters One is they grow as they eat, and at the end of Critters One, there is a over, a bigger than a human sized critter running around chasing people. Oh, so that's kind of a throwback to the big one that was leading the pack in this Critters Two. I guess kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in like Critters One, each time they eat, they grow, and then they cut that shit out for Critters Two. Well, this, we can add this movie to another uh, pantheon of movies where an animal is gruesomely slaughtered on the screen right in front of us. Yeah. We saw the, the, the dog. dog yeah. And the cow, I'm not going to like make a big stink about it because that was a plot point, but the dog was just ripped wide open. I was like, oh, great. That scene was edited down. Um, there's there's extended features that I saw. What? And they actually saw the dog barking at the critters and stuff before it, uh, it gets taken out. Well, I'm, okay. glad they, I'm glad they toned that down a bit. Uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on that I re- thought was really well done was actual soundtrack. The soundtrack was pretty damn good, oh. especially from the 80s. No. I don't remember I it am, at all. I'm going to blatantly, this is my grave mistake. Oh, I, I do. After soundtrack. Slaughter High, this was fantastically <laughs> refreshing. I'm sorry, dude. It was all orchestral, and I thought it was great. Oh, no. It was great orchestral, but it was written for Star Wars. Back to the Future. <laughs> all these are um, good films. I don't Gremlins. understand what your problem it is. Was, basically, the soundtrack did not fit any of the film and every single piece of music sounded like another piece of music from the big budget like blockbuster I think it's helped the movie age better than it would have if they had done some synthy 80s nonsense I can't remember the soundtrack at all so we have everything covered John you want to chime in here nope I'm good I don't I think uh, that means it was a fine soundtrack again it was a very good orchestrated soundtrack but Every time they like they would start doing a piece of music, and it was like I was like I start singing the other piece of music from the other like big blockbuster, and uh, Vanessa's like, yeah, that fits, and I was like, yeah, it's all like basically just ripped from other movies, but it, it was a very good orchestrated soundtrack. It just didn't seem to fit the movie at all, especially as kind of bland and cheesy as it was. But okay, I mean, I'll give it to you. I keep going back to the, a different movie, but in Critters One, they had a great '80s rock song. Did they really? Oh, See, I expected like so a, a Critters good. like rap or something at the end of this. It felt. I thought actually we were gonna have a Howling Two situation where there'd be a music video. In, oh, that'd be amazing. But there wasn't. There was just like a three-minute music video in if the, the beginning. The Space Bounty Hunters actually have like a a little like Bell Bib DeVoe type thing. You're so close. He, the Space Bounty Hunter takes the appearance of a famous rock star. <gasps> yeah, Ugg is supposed to be a rock star called like Jimmy something, something or other yeah. from a music you video. Bobo Tim Curry? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, uh, so this movie, okay, let's get in the plot. Let's get to Critters so, 2. Yeah. Having never seen Critters 1, this movie opens up in space and sci-fi level graphic space, but I was like, okay, it's the 80s. I'll give it to him. And then there's they're in a cave and they're hunting, I don't know what they're hunting. The next bounty, man. They're yeah. bounty hunters. It's irrelevant. Okay, yeah, it's just it universe is. building. Yeah. Okay. 
And so they're they're fighting this stuff. They take it back on the ship, and there's three dudes or three people that are dressed like um, Vigo from Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> with these little leather straps and, and backpacks. shoulder pads. Yeah. He's Vigo! You're like the buzzing of flies to him. And they talk to this giant brain thing, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're getting... I didn't know who any of these characters were. So I had no idea that Charlie was from the first movie. Until later, they make a big point and be like, whatever happened to Charlie? Oh, he's in space now. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, all three of the bounty hunters leave at the end of part one. So these are all the same well, ones. Well, two of the bounty hunters and Charlie. He wasn't a bounty hunter yet. That's no, fair. Evidently, right. he was a drunk in he the first He had to go movie. to bounty hunter school. Yeah. He got recruited at the end, <laughs> yeah. though. He yeah. did. So I'm assuming he did something really crazy awesome to get recruited as a space bounty hunter. Not in particular. He was no. just around. Okay, so just an exchange program? Right yeah. place at the right time. He's like, hey, I'm I'm considered garbage here. Can I go with you guys and become something more? They're like, we love garbage. Come on. <laughs> wow, so they just picked the cream of the crop. So it, yeah, it opens up a space, and then like the big brain thing is um, like, hey, there's Kreitz on Earth still. And I was yeah, like, well, oh, that must be a reference to where the first movie. And I thought the creature looked really good. The I alien? Did, the alien did look good. He his was mouth like, was moving. His lips, you know, it wasn't like a puppet. Yeah, but I don't it was a bit of a shock at first because I did not expect to see like crazy talking alien head like jibber jabber about yeah. like, hey guys, protocol says. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's pretty much a sci-fi movie at this that, yes. that point. But I, okay, so it's been two years. It took him two years to realize that they fucked up. Also, they hadn't been paid yet because he's like, you're not going to get paid until you go take care of this bullshit. A lot of legal red tape, man. They got to get through <laughs> to get paid. That's I a good point. I didn't yeah. think about the, yeah. the pay aspect. Yeah, because that's how he sort of what he holds over their head to go kill the Krites that they left on Earth, which apparently they left a fucking shit ton. Well, the end of movie no. one, they show eggs. Yeah, well, the thing is, there's a there's lot like, of eggs. So, so we basically then cut down to Earth where... Brad is on is coming back to town, right? Brad's coming back to town, but before that, yeah. like he looked um, like the kid from Pete and Pete. I thought he was Brad from Adventures in Babysitting, the older <laughs> brother. He looked just like it. And I was like, oh, that's Brad. And I was like, oh, he plays two Brads. That's that's crazy. <laughs> he's just generic eighties uh, redhead. Evidently kid, he's I guess. not. Yeah. I was like, you don't often see a male, you know, redhead cast as the lead. But so anyway, um before that though, we get to see the the bad boy Wesley. <laughs> show up and sell old man Johnson, who owns a little curio shop. Like an antiques oddity store or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Sells him a handful of eggs, which I want to say maybe like 20 eggs. Okay. But later on in the movie, there's like 90 critters. Yeah. So I'm like, where did all these critters well, come each from? Each egg has 10 critters in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so not they, one per. They sell They're the sharing. eggs. I made that up. They That's, got roommates. And they make a point of like, it's really cold. So, oh, they were not you know incubating. So they were kind of in hibernation cryostasis. For two years. For two years. It didn't get warm in that barn, that nope. unair conditioned barn. It didn't get warm enough for them to hatch. Everyone knows that Kansas is a very just permanently cold state. It's basically Antarctica. It's Alaska, too. It's Alaska, too. <laughs> Alaska um, as well. So they find the eggs, right. And he like trades them for a case of beer. And then uh, like a la- old lady from a church shows up yeah. and be like, I want some Easter eggs. Yeah. She's like, tell me about those Easter eggs you called me about. I was like, do we live Do we live in a beer egg-based economy in <laughs> yes. this town? I was like, everyone's trading beer and eggs for everything. And she totally rips this dude off. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm with the church. You wouldn't dare charge the church more than $20. And he's like, how about $25? $20. And it's like... Damn, woman, you are cutthroat. She would not budge. I didn't see him at church either, so why does he care if he rips the church off? I know, right? Well, it's a small town. He doesn't want to be shunned. So I'm pretty sure this guy's in the negative now because two cases of beer is not 20 bucks. I think it's going to be a little more than that. So this guy's already... In 80s money, though? Well, okay. Beer was probably cheaper back then. And we do see a a cameo of beer again. Yes, we do. B-E-E-R on the can only. White can, black letters, beer. Beer. (laughs) So... Can this be considered an Easter movie? Is this an Easter movie? I mean, it takes place film? around Easter. <laughs> no, it's not an Easter movie. <laughs> well, the Easter eggs do play a role. We well, do get the amazing scene where the new sheriff dresses up as a bunny, and he's going to go hop into the church and let all the kitties come out and go searching yeah. for eggs. Wait, these eggs spawned so fast. So to rehash, it had not gotten above, I guess, 70 degrees for more than 10 minutes in Kansas in two years. Guaranteed why they haven't hatched. <laughs> anyway. So the eggs get passed around. The, the grandmother gives one to like a little girl. The grandma's got some, and she's using them for the Easter egg hunt at church. I think um, some of them. Some, yeah, the yeah. sheriff still has some. Like, they're, they're all over the place at this point. And uh, the bounty hunters are on the way back to Earth to take care of the, the krites, which about 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, krites, critters. I get it. It took me a minute, and I was like, oh, it's so obvious. <laughs> Thanks, movie. 
And then... Um, but yeah, they all start hatching. They at all once. start hatching. Maybe it's just a two-year gestation period for the normal crate. Very convenient. We don't know. They're <laughs> well, aliens. The, the first ones that hatch eat the dog, and then eat the old man, the guy who runs the right, shop, right. which he left next to a space heater. Yes. Why Bad would you? Move. Why would you heat anything in straw? Right. Even if you think that they're regular eggs, you, you wouldn't would, want them warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, they hatch. They eat him. Then we cut to. Um, the sheriff, I think he gets eaten. Well, yeah, the sheriff, sheriff. Brad has come back into town at this point. Yeah. Brad yeah. is. <laughs> this yeah. is important. Brad comes back into town, and everyone's like, "Are you Brad so and so?" He's like a local celebrity. Well, because he he was the one that like was in charge of finding the critters, evidently from the first movie. So this part was a little weird. Um, the entire town had run-ins with the critters yeah. in the first one. By the end of it, the bounty hunters are going from bar to bar blowing open doors with their guns going, where are the crites? He destroyed the and church. Like. like now all of a sudden, the ton- it's like the town had a memory wipe of this event and they just start blaming poor Brad like it's his fault. Men in black, critters, yeah. crossover. I'm, I'm in. All yeah, right. So I'm Tommy in. Lee Jones, he came to, to this town, <laughs> memory wiped everyone except for Brad who had left to go to college or wherever the fuck he went. Because he was like 10 and then he left town and he came back in two years as 18. But, <laughs> yeah, in that picture, he looked like he was like 12 years old, and he comes back like he's like, I'm in college. And I was like, yeah, okay. He, he was a was little like, kid because he was crawling up trees. He was getting grounded. He was not 16. Well, was they the- probably shot the film in 84, 85. <laughs> it came out in 86, and then they recorded the next one in 88. He just went through puberty. <laughs> That's what happened. I guess. But they, they keep showing a picture of him and Charlie together, and like they're like, what happened to your friend? And he was like, oh, I just had one friend. He was a little kid. And I was like, That's not weird at all. And then the grandma runs a daycare center that's like decorated way too much. They might as well put a sign up front that's like, we will not touch your kid. Like yeah. it was just way too creepy looking. I like how the grandma goes on just in this extended rant about meat for no reason. Oh, she's crazy about She's a like, vegan. Yeah. yeah. As all vegans, she wanted to make sure we all knew that she was a vegan. Didn't she give a kid like a rutabaga or something like that instead of a um, a chocolate bunny? She's like, oh, a chocolate bunny. She's like, no, it's... Like it was all natural garbage, whatever yeah. <laughs> it was. Like here's your treat, and the kid's face is just like I don't think that was like in the script. I think that kid's face is just like oh, why like, are you giving so me trash? <laughs> Not so a raccoon lady. The only other person in town that apparently remembers anything is the sheriff, which yes. we the gray sheriff, which we mentioned was recast. And when he finally gets reintroduced, he is a fucking like spur wearing cowboy hatted cowboy. No, no. He's introduced in his underwear with his trailer door open. <laughs> yeah. They show up and they're like, Sheriff. No, we I think know, the- but he acts like you walked right out of a Western. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, <laughs> straight up. Fuck this town. They voted me out. He's very angry. and now, his- He's amazing, but yeah. he's a completely different character from the Sheriff in movie he one. He was a little bit more jovial and bumbling. Yeah, yeah he's like, the- what's going on? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Because after the new Sheriff gets eaten in the, the bunny suit, at the church and falls through the, the window and everyone sees the the sheriff getting eaten. That's when um, Brad and I guess Megan, a girl who was friends with, Brad, I don't know. God, yeah, none Megan. of this matters. Yeah, they, Megan. they but, knew each other in high school, but not, so neither that girl nor the grandma were ever mentioned in Critters 1. These are all new characters oh, okay. that they've like just kind of yeah. shoehorned into the plot. The worst part of the movie is us having to be introduced to Wesley, Megan, and Brad and whatever happened between the two movies. <laughs> like my, my problem with this movie is maybe the pacing in the first 30 minutes yeah. is kind of very slow. Once they introduce the bounty hunters are coming back, then it's just like normal town life. Yeah, and, the getting the band stuff. together part yeah. of the movie was really shitty. Even with the bounty hunters, because they're like, oh, why is he faceless? Oh, he hasn't found a form he likes yet. And it's like, but that's uh, when we get a nice fun gag where they look at a playboy and then he turns into yeah. a big titted which woman. Oh my god, totally. I'm so sorry, audience. This is like <laughs> we are just <laughs> it's like a blind man firing an AK in here. We're just like talking about the plot left and right. It totally shocked me. I don't think was, there's any like yeah, I mean, there's it's no a real, real thread here. Plot. Yeah. It's just like these are things that happen in the film. Brad comes back to town, he meets everybody, the critters hatch, the bounty hunters come, the actual movie gets to start. Like that's really the core yeah, part. Not until not until the bounty hunters get to the to the earth, does anything actually start happening? But that Playboy bit was so out of left field. I was not expecting such oh, gratuitous, you mean sweet, sweet eighties tits. Yeah, I was not expecting such gratuitous nudity just like out of nowhere because that is not in Critters One well, at all. I didn't know what was going on with that because I did not. Did they did they change shape in the first one? Yes. yes. Okay. I had no idea. But they there, explained it on the spaceship over too. You know, makeshift Tim Curry comes out with Charlie, who looks like I was like, oh, Charlie's the the you know Gomer Pyle comic relief. Okay. No problem. And then there's the other faceless like bounty hunter, which I was like, oh, that's the alien. These two must be human. 
And then he looks at Charlie, and Charlie starts freaking out, like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. Like, does it hurt them to get looked like? I just think he doesn't want to look like him. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to see himself. He didn't want to copy. Identity theft's a crime. Yeah. Right, he was exactly. just like, no, I've worked too hard yeah. to establish this visage of yeah. bumbliness. So Critter, Critters 1 introduces the bounty hunters as both blank, white, faceless people. And like when they're going to do a job, I thought they would change shape during every time right. there was a new job. But it was so weird that Ugg kept his rock star persona. Critters, yeah, in the spaceship, they explain once they find a form that fits them, they they keep it. And that's why the one guy oh. was faceless and the other guy stayed as the rock star. Well, then that makes that sense at the end when he finally chooses Charlie. Okay, yeah. God. Oh, that's stupid as fuck. It's very stupid, but they <laughs> do explain stupid. it in dialogue. But there yeah, was so one, one of, scene where Lee was starting to... He changed out of uh, his big-titted form, right. and he well, was turning into Freddy Krueger. We can't fast-forward the fact that when he sees that fucking magazine, he hilariously also gets a big staple in his stomach. Yeah, he looks, from at, the, the magazine. He yeah, looks at the, so uh, the centerfold, stupid. and then that's what he's looking at, so he turns into um, a sexy centerfold, and he has a staple in his stomach that he turned into because he thought that was from part the seam of, of the, magazine. the person, and he pulls it out, and then out of nowhere um, has a normal get-up but the moment decides to become playmate material has the sexiest leather outfit you've ever seen. I was like, yeah, wow, did they just have like a backup lady outfit? <laughs> it didn't fit. So they had to make room for the titties. Maybe. <laughs> make room for the titties. <laughs> it was ridiculous. No it's offense to any of our lady listeners. Very we 80s. Uh, you wouldn't. I'm going to tell you as a child, that scene was amazing. I'm sure it was. I'll tell you right now, For as a grown man, <laughs> that scene was amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on from titties. <laughs> Uh, anyways, like we said, um, there's just a bunch of You've stuff happens. You've changed, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now a man. Um, a bunch of stuff happens. The town realizes that the critters are invading, and... Um, That's when Wesley and Megan go to get the old sheriff, and they're like, they're back, you gotta help. And the sheriff's like, I believe I was voted by a landslide as no longer being your sheriff. Y'all can go fuck yourselves. Yeah. And then drives off. <laughs> He's like, I'm leaving. Yeah, Wesley and Brad. Um, not Wesley. <laughs> Wesley Megan, and Brad. Megan and Brad. You said Wesley. Did I say Wesley? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's Megan Bra and Brad. Megan and Brad, yeah. His stomach was eaten out. Some of the folks are trying to say it was some kind of farm machine accident, but it wasn't. You have to come with us, Harv. What are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing, Einstein? I'm doing what any intelligent, God-fearing Grover vendors would do. I'm hauling ass. You can't leave now. This town needs you. Yeah. This town voted me out in the landslide. This town can kiss my ass. I can't believe you're just going to run away. We need you, Harv. We need a sheriff. Go check the elevator. Starts packing up his car, and you think he leaves town. Right. But he does, and he comes back later. And no spoilers, Mark. It's <laughs> <laughs> so then Brad runs to his grandma's and is like, where? Okay, so this is also important from Critters 1. In Critters 1, when the bounty hunters leave, they give him like a little fucking communicator and are like, if shit pops off, let us know and we'll come okay, back. Okay, so that's because Brad was looking at that thing longingly. I was like, are these dog tags from a previous no, it's, it's movie? It's meant what to is this? summon the bounty hunters. So he runs to his grandma's and is like, where's the communicator? And, and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, he, and she's like, oh, the remote. And he's like, fucking old people. It's not, a, it's not a remote. It's a communicator. He presses it. Conveniently, bounty hunters are right outside his door anyway. And well, that's, they, that's good timing. Yeah, but they don't use doors. They can only blow open walls. I don't think they have <laughs> any idea how doors work. No, they do not. Um, they don't have them in spaceships. And then they start killing critters. And the movie gets marginally better from here. That's about the time we first are introduced to the critters, like, standing up, looking at the camera, making some weird little, like, gurgly alien voice noise, and then subtitles saying what they're saying. And I was like, oh, good, they talk. Like, yeah. that's my note. It's like, oh, good, they talk. I was like, ugh. And they only did that a few times, but man, it took me out of it. Like the moment they could talk, I was like, I'm out. Well, that sounds more like a grave mistake than the soundtrack. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> tough. I do want to give a shout out to the uh, the jingle. I really like that hamburger oh, the jingle. Oh, heifer, whatever. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> My roommate was singing that like after the movie was over. She's like, I got that fucking song stuck in my head. It's so easily stuck in your head. It's been stuck in my head for I can't 30 remember years. It. I can't remember it right now, so I'm lucky. I I the it. Hungry Heifer. Oh. 
It's been stuck in my head for 30 years, he goes. I really like uh, the scene where they're in the hamburger shop. You know, eat, I keep saying hamburger shop. How about a restaurant? Yeah. They're in the restaurant eating all the hamburgers, and the bounty hunters just walk in, and, like, they're spraying mustard and ketchup this everywhere, movie? making a huge that was a, That was a Gremlins moment, yeah. hands down. I was like, okay, there's. Definitely. that's how I was like, is this inspired by Gremlins? Because I was like, this is a Gremlins scene. Without Gremlins. Most did, certainly, Did this yeah. movie come out after Back to the Future? Critters 2? Yeah. Okay. Because when uh, fucking Brad meets his bully, that was a Back to the Future scene, too, where they were in the this restaurant. has Back to the Future <laughs> music and in it. Just, just waiting for, hey, you, get your damn yeah. hands off. Yeah. You could just see him like, why don't you make like a banana and get out of here? <laughs> 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 Make like a banana and get out of here. I'm gonna start saying that to people. Oh man, oh, that's good. Oh yeah. So um, the town ends up like meeting up in the church, right? Like this is the safest place. We got to figure out a plan, and then everybody starts victim blaming Brad. Yeah. Like you shitty kid, you brought him back, and he's like, "What are you this talking about?" This didn't happen until you showed up, and it was like, "Wow." I just don't follow that logic. Anytime it happens in film, it's like this guy is the guy who I did it. I a hundred percent believe that that's what would happen in real life. Though. You think so? Guys, oh, it's yeah. called the Salem witch trials. We have precedent yeah. for how this thing, this shit went down. For sure, they're gonna be like, "Fucking, maybe if we kill this kid, they'll go away." Humans. We're like one step away from our ancestors who were sacrificing people to appease the sky gods. Okay, like I do not. Humans, we need to do better. Yeah, Stephen King. He nails it home in the mist, man. It's exactly what would happen. Would you quit kissing Stephen King's ass in this episode? (laughs) I love Stephen King. What can I say? (laughs) So Brad devises a plan that hey, let's lead lead him into uh, the frozen burger. So what was the name? It was like something iceberg. Oh, it's polar ice burgers. Yes, which is a horrible, horrible name for any food. Burgers. I was like, oh, your pun game is terrible. Movie. Yeah, maybe polar ice cream would work because you want frozen ice cream, but you don't want frozen burgers. No, nothing about that title makes me hungry at all. No, in fact, I'd be like, I don't. What are these like fucking grade D burgers? Get this shit out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So their their plan is so stupid. It's we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna pour all the hamburgers and fixins on the ground, and then we're gonna turn some fans on. And start blowing the smell towards all the critters, and like they're one step away from the old cartoon where the, the you know the scent would <laughs> yeah. waft in the air with a finger and grab the character by the nose and pull him in, float in the air towards yeah. the smell. Yeah. Oh, well, that was so, so poorly thought out. I mean, like, because all the critters evidently want to do is eat. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, that's literally okay. all they do. They, yeah. they never have an overarching goal. Do they ever it's just, no, just eat? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the section of the episode where Garrett asks a bunch of questions about this movie. Which is why in Critters 1, it makes a lot more sense that they never get full because they're growing each time they eat. It doesn't okay. make any sense in Critters 2 because they stay the same size. Can they replicate? We've never seen them replicate. They lay eggs. That's all we know. Yeah. Okay. But they don't like become more because, again, like, there was like 20 eggs and there was like 90 critters at the end of this movie. Yeah. Nobody counted. I guess they, uh, you know, sort of fired the continuity director or whatever. Yeah. They must have like, who cares? Are the critters More is better? Are the critters based out of goo? Because people step on them and squash them and they're all just filled with like gunk, no think, bones or anything. I think that's meant to be this, their guts. Yeah. I think it's just guts. I mean, they do splatter one on the wall and it's bits of hair and, and well, I mean, hair and, and hair stuff, and goo, but, yeah. but yeah. like there's nothing on the inside, it seems. No, they don't have like a skeletal structure, I don't think. Okay. They All do right. kind of seem like those Cadbury eggs on the inside. I was about yeah. to say, was this, was this a terrible horror origin story <laughs> yeah. for the Cadbury <laughs> company? It's Easter movie, guys. See, it's all horror. It's Easter coming together. Um, what else you got, Garrett? That, um, also, the the bounty hunters. Has there been any kind of history established with them? Or did it show up in the first one? What you've seen is what we got. There's really no more backstory. Yeah, there's actually that. more backstory in Critters 2 than in yeah. Critters 1. Was Charlie Heroic in the first movie at no. all? No. No, he was a bumbling drunk. Yeah, he was a town drunk in the first one. Okay. Oh, and he can hear the aliens through his, fill- his fillings. At he, least that's what he said. That's what he claims. They never actually showed it happening, but yeah, he's like, I can f- hear the aliens through my teeth. Was the, oh my God, was the sheriff a total badass in the first one? No. Not at all. In fact, he just, I think his big action scene is him getting thrown to a do- through a door. He was just kind of there. Like he would stumble into the, all the happenings yeah. and just kind of go along he with it. He was borderline comedic relief, actually. Yeah. Do the critters have a hive mind? 
I don't believe nah, so. It was not established, no. Okay, because they formed that big ball of critter. Which was great. I love the critter ball. The critter ball was awesome. I, I'll give them credit. These well, puppets were amazing looking. So I don't yeah, think they, they, they speak to each other. Yeah, so well, yeah, but isn't like a hive mind like they all like, oh, food's here, let's go, as opposed to like having no. being told. No, I figured okay. they were just like, you want to make the ball? All right, let's make the ball. Right, I feel like I've asked too many like <laughs> questions that really have no bearing on anything, so I'm going to stop asking right. questions Also, it's now. pretty much just us guessing because they don't talk about this. Well, I mean, there is the scene where, okay, so we need to... Lee, the bounty hunter, gets killed. He's lured into an alley, and then he's eaten alive. The the titted bounty hunter. Can we just say playmate instead of keep saying the word titted? <laughs> or <Fine>. woman. <laughs> but he's the bounty hunter is not a female. He just looks like one. That's why I haven't said Well, that. now do we want to get into gender studies? But yeah, that's maybe a good question. Be, Are they genderless? Or? Yeah, maybe he identifies as a female, Maybe we need Mark. to watch Critters 3 and 4 to find out. I would oh, my never, God, there's a Ford? Yeah. Absolutely. This was the last one that came out in theaters. Critters 3 and 4 were so good, they fucking skipped theaters and wanted to bring it right to your home. Just like mm-hmm. Revenge of the Nerds 3 and 4. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So Ugg uh, transforms into a critter. And he is what you said was the larger critter. And he actually stops rolling because at some point the fans go off and then they realize the whole town has been following them to polar ice burgers where they're going to destroy them. No, the fans don't go off. They, They do the fans. They're on their way and they're like, oh, wait. That's dead meat. We want live meat because they smell the people. Well, no, there was them. a reason because that something happened and it short circuited, and then by they this, could start oh, smelling because yeah. the fans are blowing the smell at them. Yeah, I know, but I thought they just like wised up. No, like, it oh, this stopped. Is just... Something happened and, and the power yeah. went out for a second. Oh god, I remember that. At all. And that like, was fading so hard by this point in the yeah. movie. No, the critters literally stop in their tracks. Go, hey, there's live fresh meat behind us. And then, why would you follow them? Why would you follow I the know, monsters if you're gonna blow? Like it's like. Oh, but then the other, God. then was it Ugg or whatever? He's like, no bones. Yeah, Ugg, Ugg is now in critter disguise. He's morphed into one. He goes, "Why would we do that? There's no bones. Burgers are easier to eat." He's fellas. like, "Cheeseburgers, no bones." I was like, "Oh." Okay. And then all the critters are like, "Yeah, all right, makes sense." And they keep going straight. I don't know into why Burger King hasn't adopted that. Our burgers have no bones. <laughs> Polar icebergers. Or burgers have no boneless. 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 Dude, what if bro- boneless burgers was a menu option? I would be like, I'm leaving right now. Do you now. want your burger bone in or bone out? Uh, so they end up going to the the polar iceburger warehouse. They all go inside. Lock they, them in and blow them to hell. They blow them to hell. So all the critters are supposedly dead at this point. Yeah, we get a moment of, isn't everything great? We're going to live just fine. But then we get oh. a giant critter ball who blasts through the door and starts <laughs> rolling at the entire town because they'd followed them. <laughs> it's, so stupid. it's like whenever people stop to look at a wreck and like you're, you know, rubbernecking. Yeah. It's like the whole town was rubbernecking they in this have situation. Radios. They could have set up lookouts instead of just all move in mass, but anyway. So now the entire town's in panic, running away from critter ball, and I love to see it when it rolled over somebody, they were instant bones. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like they roll over it, like it being squashed by like a uh, steamroller in a like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. It's like instead of flat, it was just no bad. Just bones. Yeah. yeah, that was clever. I liked that. And then Charlie freaks out and runs away. Charlie, like, like everyone's like, Charlie, you you pussy, you know, get back here. And, like, um, he runs off. And we think that he just ran away because he's scared. Right. The Critter Ball is now rolling through downtown or main town or I don't know the fuck. Brad and Megan are in a truck, like, trying to, like, knock it off course because it's going straight for the church or whatever where everybody's yeah. running where back the kids to. are. They're like, yeah. the kids are in the church, and it's, like, yeah. apparently okay. unsupervised because every fucking adult decided to go walk <laughs> follow this ball. Except for vegan grandma. I think they left her uh, in charge. In the preach. In the preach. In the preacher. preacher. Yeah. I say preach. <laughs> in the preach. Yo, preach. What's up, man? <laughs> so then Charlie, he gets the spaceship, and he... In the nick of time. Yep. Crashes it into the critter ball. Yeah. That's his brilliant so you th- idea. you think Charlie has sacrificed himself to destroy the critter Why didn't ball. he use the lasers that we know that ship has? Well, that's has. what I asked when the, when the thing, like, when Charlie... Well, they never actually the fired into- him in movie two, right? That was only in movie one. No, I was like, I was like well, wouldn't this ship have some kind of... If you're a bounty hunter, wouldn't it have yeah. some kind of, like, arsenal? Yes. Do you think they downgraded their ship in between critter one and two? Maybe they lost their, like, ship gun license. Maybe they never let Charlie fly the ship before, and he didn't know where the gun button was. That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Charlie actually, they told Charlie that he was a bounty hunter, but really he was more like a janitor, helper, assistant. I believe that. Yeah. When that giant critter ball is rolling, they do a thing which was kind of similar to Monster Cam. They do rolling ball POV. Oh, right. You see the camera go like like it was spinning <laughs> You're around. rolling for what it seems like an extended period of time. I was like, wow, if I had motion sickness, this would make me so sick. But they just hold that for like, yeah. what, like 20 seconds. It was crazy. This is the origin story for Katamari. 
But Charlie didn't die. Surprise. He parachuted out of the ship before it crashed. And then there's an end scene where Brad is leaving on a bus and it's pointless. Oh, but you but, missed the emotional of the bounty hunter takes Charlie's form. Did you like that scene? I didn't, but that was <laughs> supposed to be an emotional payoff because people are supposed to care about this. No spoiler, nobody cares. Ugg turns into Charlie. He's like, like, I because found my they, form. Because they like dismiss it. He like turns into Charlie as like an homage to like I'm gonna respect him. I yeah. found my true form. It's Charlie. And then Charlie walks up I'm like, hey, I'm still here. And then we have a really bad scene of well, like Charlie looks at the bounty hunter like is and so flattered like oh, you took my form. And then it's like awkward. They both look at each other kind of like, yeah, so this is weird now, right? And yeah. like, and then like, um, then he Brad, chooses to stay on Earth for some reason, even though he specifically said, don't leave me on Earth. I was a nobody there. Well, so. because the sheriff gives him, and I don't think that's how like, like being hired as a sheriff works. You got to be voted the dis- in. The disgrace sheriff, don't who's forget. not a yeah. sheriff anymore. Harv is not even the sheriff currently, but he was acting gives, sheriff, gives and now Charlie we have Charlie. The sheriff badge, and Charlie's like, I've got a purpose again. I'm going to stay on earth and be a sheriff. And it's like, that's not how that works, yeah. dude. You still got to get elected. They specifically <laughs> called out it's an elected position. That's yeah. true. There's a vote by a landslide. Yeah. Oh, this whole movie is just garbage town. So, yeah, that's... Oh, God, that's this movie this just movie. had one of the worst... I paused it, and I was like, how much time do I have left? And I was like, 10 minutes. There's got to be some crazy exposition ending or some kind of, like, denouement that just kind of... Like, no, no, it's no. just garbage town. Yep. I watched this movie... Like, I watched Critters 1 and Critters 2 back-to-backs. So by Why? the end of Critters 2, I was fading so hard. I was like, how could this happen? But as someone who has a history, as Mark mentioned in one podcast, of seeing really good first movies and really shitty sequels. You do have a habit of doing yeah, that. Yeah, I should have known what was coming. But uh, Also, yeah. Brad and Megan kiss. Like, it's this really awkward, like, should we? We probably should. And then the, the Harv, the sheriff, is like, just kiss your girl already and let's go. And then they kiss. I'm like, you spent zero time establishing any connection between right. these two. It's that whole thing of we've gone through a shared tragedy together and now we're supposed to be together okay as someone who's gone through shared tragedy with other people some of them female you don't get to start making out with them that does not happen that's not real yeah i know but it happens in all the movies and if it is real then damn it i got gypped yeah you should have followed up you needed a cowboy to say kiss her (laughs) that's why it didn't happen where's my cowboy mark where's my cowboy where have all the cowboys gone and garrett too that's when you're gonna get to make out um, <laughs> <laughs> I want that on my gravestone. He's making it out in heaven now. Yeah, <laughs> he made it. Anyway, so that's this movie. Would you guys recommend it? Nope. Nope. Oh, God, I want to so badly. I would recommend Critters 1 highly. Yeah. I, well, I, don't I would know. say Hold that for on. the creatures, like, man, I really like the work they did in there. And I think all the acting is generally pretty good. It's fun. And the actors, you've seen a lot of these people in different stuff. Yeah. It's a very fun B movie. So you know what? I would. I, I'm gonna take my answer back. I would recommend it with the caveat of you're about to watch a shitty movie. <laughs> if you're in the mood for a bad movie, Creators Two is the one for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't recommend Howling Two as a like good solid movie. I'd be like, if you want to watch a piece of shit that's gonna be super entertaining, Howling Two. Right. I'd say the same thing with Critters, but would you recommend goes, Howling Two over Critters oh, Two without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, uh, Critter- there was no sisters that were werewolves in this movie. <laughs> Fair point. Critters Two is kind of in the middle of like bad and good. It's not far enough into the bad good, right. you know, on the meter. It just lands as in bad. Two is, which, man, I can't, I can't recommend that movie enough. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I was disappointed. It's not as bad as Howling Two, which I cannot recommend enough. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I've been a little let down that this movie didn't hold up to my memory of it. But maybe I just shouldn't have gone back to it. Maybe it's one of those things that was better left in the '80s. Um, I do want to mention that Critters Three has Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Shut up. Yeah. yeah I think okay. it might have been his first movie. My roommate said that, and I wow. was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We didn't even know there was a fourth one, but yeah, she's like, Leo's in the third one. And I was like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> after sitting, <laughs> yeah. after sitting through this, I don't feel it's going to get any better. I feel like he wasn't like Wolf of Wall Street Leonardo DiCaprio yet. Like, You don't think he's post-Revenant Critters 3? I think he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's just feeling his life out, Leonardo DiCaprio, back then. Well, he was, I was also on, in Growing Pains and, and some other things early on. So yeah, fair, I was on the set of know. Shutter Island when I had a dream, Critters 3. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll get to come back in the remake they're doing. They're doing a remake? Uh, yeah, man. What? Sci-fi channel, optioned critters, and um, killer clowns from outer space. At this point, it seems almost faster to list what aren't they remaking. That's fair. I feel like sci-fi channel options things like creepy ex-boyfriends stalk people on Facebook. Like they just like this like 
we, we've got options on it. It's like, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. It's like, calm down, bro. Maybe well, at this point, they're like fucking advertisements just going to be like, Critters, remember Critters? Yeah, Critters, it's right here. We Sci-fi got it. Sci-fi's just a yeah. bad comedian. It's like, you guys remember Blank? Yeah. I guess What's we'll have to wait and see. What's the deal with Critters? We'll have to see how good Leprechaun does to see if they keep going down this route of like grabbing old properties. But th- Well, they're making it on like a $17 budget and it'll make probably call decent money so they're what just level? Well, how would you, all these movies how would you fix critters since it's getting a 2018 2019 Ooh, great question mark how would i fix um i would honestly make it more like critters one where it was in a constrained environment um and i would make the critters much more menacing and less comedic i would probably suck a lot of the comedy out I or would do that too, make yes. it more like circumstantial comedy and not like set up a joke comedy, which they did a lot of, and really maybe even show the critters less and sort of lead into it, right? Where you just see like skeletons and and the aftermath of critters before you actually see the critters themselves. I would agree. I would say make the critters lose any comedy from the critters. Basically, critters need to be a scary, threatening... Which they did at times. They felt really oh, lethal. Yes. Yes. At times, like when they first attacked the, the dog and the man, I was like, oh my God, these things can fuck some shit up if they need to. When it's killing time, they kill. Do they shoot their <clears throat> little poison darts into? Right, yeah. When They can bend over and they shoot these quills out of their back that like basically makes you sick and pass out, like, yeah. po- like poisonous darts. Yeah, they oh, called they... them space porcupines at one point. I was yeah. like, oh, they yeah. must have quills. Right, they do shoot them because they fuck up the truck with them. I remember yeah. They also shoot the, uh, the the dad, Megan's dad, yeah. who runs the newspaper. That newspaper was amazing. When they're trying to decide like the layout of what goes on page one <laughs> and page six, I was like, this is, I was like, I want to read this paper. Since m- you mentioned it, <laughs> the, the, they were trying to make the front page story 39-pound squash. <laughs> That's going to be the the town's newspaper's front page news. I argue you don't need a newspaper at that point. Do you think even in the 80s, small town newspapers like that still existed? I feel like by yes. the mid 80s, no, they're they starting to get phased out. No, no, no. Yeah, no. you'd be grabbing the Houston Chronicle if you were uh, like Houston is not a small town. I know, but I'm saying they would pipe in news from other places. Like They're not going to have their own news, like central newspaper. I think they would. Grover's Bend was in the middle of nowhere. No, man. Yeah, I think they're getting in, yeah, like Topeka's newspaper or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have a Dairy Queen, and that's it. Yeah, Kansas City didn't seem too far away. They kept they right. kept mentioning mentioning like Kansas City, KC. Yeah, that right. kept pulling me out because I'm like, man, in fucking 2018, even like the New York Times can't stay in business. And <laughs> apparently, 1988, a today. Well, town things, of a dozen had a newspaper. Two things I noticed about this movie is at the end of the movie, they that we want to thank the people of Grover's Bend for helping making this movie possible. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. And then Vanessa was like, that's a made up place, dude. And I was like, <laughs> really? And I was like, oh, so they just think they're fucking funny. I was so annoyed by that. When they thank the people of the town that doesn't really exist, I was so upset about that. <laughs> I was just, I was really bothered. I was like, why would you even waste your time? I was like, the joke doesn't make any sense then. Well, you wasted your time to go look up to see if it's a real place, so. Well, to be fair, my roommate wasted her time <laughs> looking up to see if it was a real place. So you're I just wasted my yeah. energy on being angry and about it. And now we've all <laughs> wasted our time talking about it. And when they first introduced the grandmother and her daycare center, when Brad walks in, she's like, I know that knock. That's Brad. And like she, he walks in, he looks at the kids. There's a kid stabbing a like doll <laughs> with a pen, like a voodoo doll. There's another kid like grabbing paste by the handful and just shoving it into her mouth. And I was like, these kids are not dropped off by parents. These kids have been abducted. I was like, this grandmother has abducted these kids and it's like Lord of the Flies in here. Maybe it is. It was, But he looks around and it's like paste eater. Voodoo stabber. I was like, what is going on? I want a documentary about these kids at this point. That's the future of Grover's Bend right there. If those kids are not like the main plot point of Critters 3, I mean, oh, maybe the Pace Kid was Leo. The Pace Kid. Be- <laughs> <laughs> the Pace Kid becomes the mayor, dude. <laughs> well, there's not much for them to do. Critters 4, they went to space. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm out. An- another number to- four that goes I to space. I bet I know how to get you back in. Brad Dourif's in it. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but they were already in space. That's where they started. They left space to come to Earth. Ooh, he's got a good point. Okay, Would well, this be a okay, space look, movie that takes place on quick, Earth? Or I wasn't going to get into it, but Critters <laughs> 4 is they're about to exterminate the Krites entirely. There's two left, and then the alien, the bounty hunters tell Charlie, you can't destroy those eggs. They're going to be extinct. And Charlie's like, what? They're terrible. He's like, it's like intergalactic law. So they suck Charlie up and the eggs into a tube, and then we flash forward like to Like Mac the, and me? Sure. (laughs) Just like, yeah, where the the thing sucks them into the tube. Um, Now it's 2045 and it's in space. And that's where the film takes place. Oh, (sighs) just like Leprechaun Bull. I'm out. 
Actually, he's kind of more like Jason 10. Okay. It's pretty close to yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, Brad Dourif and oh, Angela Bassett, get, of all people's in it. Do we get Nano Critters? I haven't watched it. I just know what it's about. That'd be legit. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to say something right now. Have you guys ever... And John, shut your mouth before you answer this. Be real about this. Have we ever made a movie franchise better by taking it to space? I legitimately believe Jason 10 is a great Jason movie. Okay. I, okay. It is. Out of, out of all the ones I've seen where things go to space after being based somewhere else, I will say Jason is probably the most enjoyable out of those. But I still wouldn't consider it as good as like him going anywhere. I'd rather Jason go to Delaware <laughs> or something like that. Or Jason goes to Vegas, you know, like before he goes to space. Although there were some great kills in space. Jason's yeah. European vacation. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Jason's uh, Christmas vacation. I mean, honestly, I can't tell you that going to space made anything better, but it wasn't bad. You know, like you said, Jason 10 is a fine movie, I think, but I, I, I don't think it made the franchise better. So to answer your question, I guess not. I guess going to space hasn't made any franchise better. Yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just curious if like there was a legit one that I had just missed that was like, oh, we really need to go to space. I think it's just when you're out of ideas. Yeah, that's what happens. Fuck it, send him to space. Annabelle goes to space, man. It's that's happening. It. Conjuring, you're on your way. In every writer's room, there's just like a glass box. You know, break glass in case out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, add a kid, send him to space. It's a little shuttle. <laughs> oh, because yeah, um, Hellraiser 4. 4. They're four tends to be the space one. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> what is going on with the fourth movie? It's the fourth curse. It's the curse of the fourth. Well, I'm all out of juice on this one. You guys got anything else? I got else? nothing else. Nope, I'm, right. spent. I'm spent. Oh, we're both spent. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, thanks for joining us on the Critter episode, and we'll see you next time. Throughout the Midwest, they're open on Easter Sunday. So after church, why don't you and your family stop in for a creamy moose shake or some crispy buffalo chips? And we'd like to invite you and your family to visit our factory right off of Highway 54, just outside of Grover's Bend. We'd love to see you. Moo. At the Hungry Heifer, we won't give you a steer.